When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? It's Taylor Cowles for CLNS Media, and I'm honored to be joined by one of the smartest trench enthusiasts in football, and especially on football Twitter. He is the author of the Trench Warfare Newsletter, an offensive line scout for Bleacher Report, an offensive line and defensive line analyst for Establish the Run, and scouting coordinator for OL Masterminds, which does some incredible work. Without further ado, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it. So yeah. the Patriots went very offensive line heavy on this on the uh, third day of the draft, which a lot of people didn't expect. They wanted weapons. But thanks to you, I now understand the value of offensive line play. So I was pretty excited about it. Uh, they got two guys, though, who seemed to be playing positions that people didn't necessarily expect. You got Jake Andrews, who people assumed was going to be a center, playing more right guard uh, in OTAs and minicamp. And then you also had City So, who was projected to be a guard. He was playing more offensive tackle. Do you think that they are guys who can thrive in those positions in the league? Or do you think maybe this is just that time where Belichick's trying to see what guys can do and, you know, if they have more flexibility than may have been anticipated? Yeah, I think it's the latter. I think it's just experimentation, you know, just seeing what guys can do, getting them a little bit familiar with those positions. So, you know, in emergency type situations, they could potentially fill in. I think that's just kind of a typical thing that a lot of teams do you know, cross-training guys, just getting them, you know, just increasing their versatility a little bit, you know, and just kind of seeing what you have, I think, more than anything. I think Andrews could probably play guard um, potentially, you know, but I prefer him at center. And then so, you know, CD So, I think he's definitely a guard. Um, I, I don't really see tackle, but I mean, in a pinch, maybe that's, you know, kind of what you're hoping for you know, to kind of fill that Mike and Wanu role, you know, a little bit, a guy who could play both, but I don't know that he would be able to play it uh, quite as well as him, but, you know, I, I just, that that one's a little bit more of a mystery to me. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned the offensive tackle depth. It's a little disappointing that you don't think that so is going to be someone who can play tackle because that seems like a position Patriots could definitely use some reinforcement in. Now we only saw Trent Brown for one minicamp practice. He didn't participate in team drills and you really have guys who are more, kind of backup caliber. Calvin Anderson was the main left tackle. Riley Reef and Connor McDermott seem to be competing at right tackle. From your perspective, do you think the Patriots have enough tackle depth to get through this season and, you know, not have to necessarily work around those guys, just run the typical system? Or do you think that maybe they could use some more reinforcements or that's something that needs to still be addressed? Yeah, I mean, if one of your starting tackles goes down, if you're, you know, maybe 97, 98% of the NFL. I mean, you're going to have to change things, you know, it's just yeah. the, the way it is. So they're no different than anybody else. I don't think not, not any, in any drastic kind of way. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a clear downgrade if guys get hurt. I mean, even if even the starting option at right tackle, if it's Riley reef, I mean, you know, you can't feel too great about that at this point um, considering his age and then also just, you know, propensity to get hurt. Uh, that's tough. And then, you know, I mean, me looking at it, I, I would like to see Mike and Wanu play right tackle, you know, um, 
you and Pat's yeah. nation, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mystery. That would, that would make sense to me, you know, because then you have more options at guard, uh, you know, potentially there. So that that may be something we see eventually if we don't see it early on. I think that's a possibility, though. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, to answer your to get back to your question as far as tackles, yeah, I mean, like the depth isn't great, but I mean, I, I can't think of any tackle depth in the entire NFL that's great. If I'm thinking about right. it, I'm sure there's one or two teams that have you know, some really good swing tackles, but you know, there's, there's not a lot. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of hopeful on Calvin Anderson. I, I think that there's mm -hmm. still some things there that he can improve on. He's definitely good in the run game. Um, but pass protection is going to be a, a major issue if he has to play in, in place of Trent Brown. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely a concern. That's something to love to hear from left tackle spot, but you're right. That's one thing we got to keep in perspective. Offensive tackle, yeah. they're some of the freakiest athletes in football, so you're not going to find a lot of guys where you're like, yep, yeah, yeah, no, they can go against Von Miller or one of those really good guys, and they'll be fine. Um, so now we'll slide inside. If they were, you know, in an ideal world, they move on Wendu to tackle. It seems like the best fit at right guard would probably be Antonio Moffey. How confident would you be in him being able to potentially slide in as a day one starter at right guard if need be? Um, I mean, you know, I kind of liked Moffy as a late day three pick for, you know, his size, his demeanor is great. He, he's a great finisher. Um, he, he really is physical, brings kind of an edge to the offensive line and he's pretty good in the run game, but definitely limited athlete, definitely not super technically refined in pass protection. He's smart. He could see things quick. You know, he passes off games well, things like that. You know, so there's some appeal there. He'll be able to kind of like execute, um, you know, assignments mentally and not like, you know, have, you know, ME's, mental errors and missed assignments, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But in terms of one-on-one, -on -one, you know, matching up against, a, you know, a good or better three technique, I mean, you're going to have to protect him, you know, for sure. He, he's going to be a liability there. So in, in that respect, pass protection, you know, drop back passing game, I'd be worried. But mm -hmm. You know, in a lot of other aspects, I think he could fill in and be okay. You know, so that's kind of where I am there. Um, I think him or CD So, you know, would probably play right guard. You know, just looking at the depth chart, I think it'd be one of them. I don't know what Chase and Hines is like, you know, now in terms of where he is on his development, mm -hmm. but even him coming out, you know, in the run game, he had some really appealing uh traits as a run blocker. I mean, he's a little bowling ball on the move, kind of like Shaq Mason. You yep. know, um, yep. you know, he has a little squatty big dudes. <laughs> yeah. And he can move, you know, he's fast and uh, he's powerful. Um, so he has like a little sliver, you know, of Shaq Mason to his game. Um, so that's kind of an interesting one, too. But, yeah, they have some options there. You you would have more options, you know, like as with most units, you have more options inside than you do a tackle. It's just, right. you, know, you know, kind of the same thing here. Right. So I'll end the offensive line segment of this with something that maybe is a little more optimistic. Now, Cole Strange started the year pretty rough. I remember I specifically was asking you, like, what was going on? Because he was kind of getting beat by the same moves. It was like those double swipes were just killing him early in the season. And then mm -hmm. it seemed like in terms of protection, he was a little more consistent, didn't give up as many pressures. What did you see maybe change for Cole Strange throughout last season, specifically towards the end? And how do you feel about him going into year two? Is there something specific that he really needs to work on? Do you think that he can make a jump? What do you see in there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was definitely early, you know, for him to play as a full-time starter. You know, I think if you look at the most kind of the most common opinion of him, it was like, whoa, you know, like he was a, obviously a shocking first-round pick 
you know, by, by most uh, regards. Um, so for him to come in and play every, you know, or most of the games or whatever he did, um, you know, was impressive just in of itself. But when you look at his game, he certainly is raw in pass protection. It did get better a little bit. Um, I mean, week 11, um, you know, what was it against the Jets? Was it week eight or week mm-hmm. 11? I forgot which one when he got benched, um, you know. because I think it was just, the Jets, yeah. Yeah, well, he they played the Jets in 8 and 11, you know, week 8 and 11. I don't remember which of those games it was, but one of those games uh, he just, you know, which is kind of the second half of the year, you know, it was like in mm-hmm. the middle or second half of the year, he just got destroyed by Quentin Williams, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Cam Hayward also, you know, destroyed him too. But, um, you know, that that kind of stuff, if you lose to those two guys as a rookie, that's fine. You know, I don't think that that's, you know, even if you get killed against those guys, that's not like a huge red flag to me. But most you know, do. Also, <laughs> what's up? Because most guys do. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, especially rookies. I mean, you know, I mean, even the really good guys, they can lose reps against those guys. But I mean, rookies, you know, by and large, when you see a superstar go against a rookie or a backup, he's going to have a great day. It's just the way it mm-hmm. is. Um, so, but yeah, I think specifically with his game, why he loses as much as he does in pass protection specifically is, you know, he has a tendency to open up too quickly um towards the rusher which creates a two-way go because it turns his shoulders and his hips towards the rusher uh so he's vulnerable getting beat across his face and then simultaneously he also has the over-reliance on using two hands to strike guys um and that's just kind of a recipe to lose quickly uh against any sort of refined pass rusher because you know they want you to give them your hands and if you're giving them both of your hands and they connect on a swipe on a club i mean you're done so mm-hmm. he needs to diversify his hands a little bit, um, use more independent hands, also stay square, you know, just a little bit longer in his pass set. Um, that way he can, you know, kind of eliminate that two-way go. So, and kind of utilize his athleticism a little bit more. Um, he'll be able to redirect more naturally and things like that. So, you know, that's that's things that typically, you know, those sort of technical improvements come, you know, over time, especially guys who are extremely, you know, athletic and physically gifted, like he is, like he has the foundation, uh, you know, for the game to slow down for him and for him to, Mm -hmm. you know, play a little bit faster and a little bit more efficiently. So I think it's certainly possible that he's going to get better. I mean, I, I liked him coming out as like a third round. I think I had a third round grade on him as somebody who could develop into, you know, a quality starter. And, it's just his timeline got sped up, obviously, being a first-round pick. So, um, And we saw kind of the rocky moments, you know, that reflected that. But I, I do have optimism with him, you know, being able to make those improvements and at least be more of a solid guard this year as opposed to kind of a liability, you know, like he was, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the time this season. Um, but, you know, he, he brings some good things in the run game. And, uh, you know, again, you love kind of the way he plays. He... I really appreciate the fact that he has kind of a short-term memory. I mean, like he'll, he'll go out there and get, you know, dusted by a move, but then he'll come back and he'll go at the guy again. And he just keeps coming, you know, at guys. So it's like, you know, I feel like that's encouraging as well. You don't see him, you know, like kind of fall apart ever, you know, he's always coming back. So there's some encouraging things there. And, And that left side, I think could be just really good. You know, I know Trent Brown takes a lot of pride in kind of helping, Cole Strange along, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think as long as Trent Brown's healthy, you know, you can't get much better of a left tackle than, than Trent Brown when he's healthy. Um, he's he's definitely a top 10 tackle to me, uh, left tackle, that is. Uh, so, you know, as long as he stays healthy, I think that's going to do a lot, 
you know, for Cole Strange's development. Hopefully no more flu games for Trent Brown. Take your first swig at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times, it's 10 times your first bet amount of bonus bets and up to $200. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be, well, hitting the first home run. All in the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Boston, FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. I'm actually going to sneak one more offensive line question in here because it's interesting. A lot of people see Strange and they assume that his issue is his size and that he's just going to get bullied like that. But you mentioned a lot of more technique-based. So with Adrian Clem in the fold now, obviously Matt Patricia was completely overwhelmed by having to coach the offensive line and be the coordinator, which just wasn't realistic. Do you think that Adrian Clem is someone who could really kind of help these guys reach a different level? This Obviously, the par last season was pretty low. But what do you think of him as a coach and how much he can do for that unit? Well, you know, first, I think you make a really good point that has to be considered in all this. And that's the coaching staff and kind of the coaching that they were exposed to last year. You know, specifically Cole Strange as a rookie, you know, having the situation that they did with the offensive line room that was not conducive, you know, for success. So mm-hmm. uh, that that's a huge part of this as well. So with that said, you know, just going to a competent offensive line coach now, uh, that's going to be a huge jump and it's going to help everybody. And I think Cole Strange, you know, as much as anybody, and especially these rookies, um, you know, that are coming in. I mean, I definitely think Adrian Clem, everything that I know about him, he's, he's competent, you know, at a bare minimum you know, if not just like a plus, you know, to, to the offense and to the offensive line room as a whole. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a really good point and a huge part of why people should be encouraged, you know, about this offensive line, you know, just it's kind of a night and day difference. Yeah, because things were pretty rough last year, to say the least. Yeah. Um, now switching over to the defensive line. Uh, one of the headlines for the Patriots has been Lawrence Guy. He's currently holding out. And, you know, it works against him that he's 33 years old. Um, you know, he's only, he's a run first player. And obviously the perception of those guys isn't the best because you want guys to give you pass rush, but I tweeted today run defense ain't sexy, but it's necessary. So do you see him as someone who is an integral part of that, uh, interior defensively for the Patriots from what you've seen, or do you think that maybe he's putting a little too much dip on his chip trying to get a new deal? Yeah, that that's a tough one to say. I mean, uh, you know, I think Carl Davis is a is a fine rotational guy. You know, against mm-hmm. the run, uh, give you a little bit of a bull rush here and there. I mean, Barmore, obviously, you want him to take a jump uh, and just continue ascending. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, Devon Gotchaw as well is is you know solid against the run. I think they'd probably be okay without Lawrence Guy, uh, honestly, but they would just be that much better with him as well. It's Mm-hmm. it's really going to come down to, you know, how they personally are evaluating how, you know, how guys look in camp. If there's maybe a wild card guy, we're, we're not even considering, you know, who could defend the Sam run. Roberts, which, maybe. Do you know, yeah, are, I are mean, you familiar with his game? I'm not very familiar with Sam Roberts at all, but you know, I would not be shocked to see a Bill Belichick defense, find a good run defending interior defensive lineman. I mean, he's been doing that for, you know, 30 years. 
So, yeah, I mean, that's like one of his specialties. He's going to find those guys. So, you know, with all that kind of said, I think maybe Lawrence Guy, you know, this is kind of the wrong team to hold out on if you're a run defender, you know, just because, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's Bill Belichick, you know, they're, they're going to figure it out uh, most likely. So, but that said, I do think Lawrence Guy would probably have a lot of value elsewhere, you know, probably more value elsewhere, you know, in some respects. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, I think. Definitely. Now, Josh Uche, someone who Matt Judon said is an even better pass rusher than he is, which sounds crazy, you know, when you just hear it because of all the success that Judon's had in New England. You had Cam Jordan compare him to Bond Miller last year. I think it's because of that ghost move that they both used. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you see from Uche? What was it that helped him kind of make that jump in year three? And what do you think his game may look like in a contract year? Is there something kind of like Cole Strange where he can really work on something to improve and reach a next level? Or, you know, where do you see him going? I mean, yeah, definitely arrows pointed up with him, obviously, uh, just the year he had last year. I mean, he a good amount of those were high-quality sacks as well. You know, I chart all the sacks from every defensive lineman in the league just to kind of really unpack, you know, the numbers a little bit. And he he definitely had a good amount of high-quality sacks. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but people can check that article out um, on my site. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I just think it's playing time, really. I mean, he played, what, 34 or 38%, 40% of the snaps last year. If he could play, you know, a little bit more, I just think the numbers will probably stay the same, if not get a little bit better. So um, I think he is what he is, really, in terms of his size and everything. I don't know yeah. that he'll become a plus run defender. I mean, I, I suppose it's possible um, if he, if the technique is really good. But, you know, Von Miller is obviously a really good run defender. Uh, but, you know, I don't think, you know, Uche is, you know, Vaughn Miller either, uh, but he does have some shades of Vaughn, you know, to his game in terms of how he wins. He's he's mm-hmm. pretty much a pure speed rusher, um, you know, and he's really good at setting guys up, really good bend. He's explosive, twitchy, and bendy, you know, and he has some moves. Um, you know, he was at Vaughn's Pass Rush Summit this past month or whatever. Uh, he was there, you know, picking up moves and stuff. I mean, He's de- he definitely seems like a student of the game and uh, somebody who's really trying to work on his game. Uh, so I, I would expect a similar type of year this year. You know, you know a double-digit sack would not surprise me. I think that probably should be the expectation. Um, he has the traits to do that. I don't think this was a fluke year or anything like that. Um, I don't know what his ceiling necessarily is. If he adds a little bit more power to his game and has that threat, that he can throw out there against, you know, offensive tackles to where they have to respect his power a little bit more, man, you know, maybe he could get 15 sacks. You know, I don't think that that's crazy. Uh, you know, so yeah, I think he's a really good pass rusher underrated. Um, you know, not a lot of people were paying attention to him because he only had that one good year so far, but even going back to Michigan, he had flashes where it was like, you know, he was hitting the ghost move in Michigan, um, you know, and doing it in really, really incredible ways. So He's he's definitely has the talent. Now he's just I think he's just now just starting to put it together. And yeah, like I said, I, I would expect another really good year from him for sure. I love to hear that, especially from you. All right, now I'm gonna wrap things up with one of my favorite draft picks for the Patriots, Keon White. Obviously a pretty raw guy, but I mean has all the talent in the world. Kind of reminds me of Judon. Like I'm sure you remember that play where he ran with the running back like 30 yards downfield. And if he didn't look back, he might have actually gotten the breakup. 
What do you think fans should expect from him in year one? Again, kind of a raw guy, but also DeMarcus Covington is so, so good. Um, and you mentioned how important coaching is. So, yeah, what do you think maybe if you could do like a floor ceiling, what do you what are you thinking for Keon? I mean, as a rookie, that's kind of a different question than, you know, over the course of his rookie contract, you know, because I both? Do, yeah, yeah, because I mean, because he is pretty raw, you know, he mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, comes and goes, disappears in games when you watch him. But then when he appears, it's, you know, fireworks. Um, you, you know, so he certainly has uh, a, an element of explosive power to his game that is with the length that is like really, I don't want to say really rare, but it's definitely special. It's definitely something that if you could develop, um, you know, better pad level, better technique, better leverage on a more consistent basis to where his floor is a little bit higher. I mean, his ceiling is certainly high. I don't think there's any question about that. It's just about his floor. And he's in a great spot to, you know, develop, obviously, in, in New England. Anybody, any defensive player in New England, you know, you feel good about um, most of the time. And I love the fact that he's behind, you know, uh, or he's going to be able to be mentored by Deatrich Weiss, you know, as well, because that's a very similar type of guy in, in terms of how they're going to win inside, outside versatility, long, kind of an unconventional rusher for tackles and guards because they have enough quickness and enough power to threaten both. I think that's exactly what, you know, you would hope for, for Keon White. So that would be my ceiling. Um, or at least let's say, I mean, optimistically, you know, Weiss is his floor, uh, you know, but I think realistically that's kind of the the middle of what you're, you know, expecting from Keon White in years two and three, like you would love to have a, another Weiss out there. And, you know, if the high end hits, you know, you have Weiss, you know, plus 25% or something, you know what I mean? That's probably what you're really hoping for. Um, but yeah, I think he's in a great spot, you know, for a variety of different reasons. And I was a fan of him because, you know, just studying offensive linemen, uh, you know, going against him last year, I remember Seam Richards, you know, the North Carolina left tackle, that mm-hmm. tape uh, from Keon White was really, really good. If people get their hands on that, check that one out because Keon White did. He had three or four moves in that game where just Asim Richards, who's a big, strong guy, just got, you know, crumbled. Um, so he has he has the power to really threaten tackles and the quickness to really threaten guards. And that that's something really fun to work with. And I think New England can maximize that. That Asim Richards tape, I actually studied because of you. You tweeted something about yeah. it, and I was like, all right, I got to see this for myself. And that was the first time they were both on my radar. I had Asim Richards as a guy they may have taken later in the draft, but glad they got the guy on the other side of the ball. Uh, Brandon, mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you so much for your insights. Incredible. Let everybody know where they can find you and just plug away if there's anything you want people to know about. Yeah, just go to trenchwarfare.substack.com, and you can find all my work there. Uh, establish the runs coming up. So, you know, I, I usually just work with them in season, but uh, I do uh, the top 32 offensive line units and the top 32 pass rush units for Establish the Run. That'll be out actually next month. Um, so people can look out for that where I'm going to rank all those uh, units. Um, and then Offensive Line Masterminds in like two weeks. So uh, I'm going to have articles, you know, around that, maybe a podcast, something like that. So I'll be there right now. I'm scouting pass rushers uh, for that. So yeah, um, some some stuff that you can find on Trench Warfare, my Twitter account. Yeah, Brandon Thorne NFL's Twitter and Instagram as well. I post stuff on there as well. So I follow you there too. If you like Trench Play, you have to be following Brandon. And if you don't appreciate it yet, you still need to be following Brandon because it's very important to this game that we all love. Buddy, thank you so much. Everybody take care. Have a great day.